What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brandon's Face, the podcast about a playlist. I'm one half of your hosting duo. My name is Jonathan Beardsley, and today and every day, I am joined by the one and only Brandon May. Brandon, how the hell are you doing tonight? It's been a good week. It's been a very good week, hasn't it? Yeah, man, it's been a decent week. Did you watch some fireworks? Uh, you know, the area I live in is a uh, ungated, un-HOA'd residential neighborhood, so a lot of people don't give a fuck uh, in, la- in previous re- years. Um, I think since <laughs> this is the first year that everything's like really opened up, opened up, um, we didn't get as many as we got last year or the year before, but um, it was actually really quiet. But we got a few, got a little bit of a show. Well, that's good, man. We are going to create some fireworks of our own with this episode, so yeah, man. no need. You will get your full 4th of July experience right now. Uh, if you guys have never listened to us before, Brandon and I break down pretty much all the latest and greatest in music, as well as whatever the fuck else we want to talk about. This week, it's mostly new stuff. We got new albums from Westside Boogie, Chris Brown, Modern Error, and Municipal Waste as well as a bunch of singles we'll be getting into, but please like, follow, subscribe, all of that fun shit that really helps us. You ready to get into this, man? Let's do it. Let's do it. First up, we got another remix of Escape by K5. This is the Subtronics remix. I just listened to this one today in the car, and my dude, it slaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this one goes hard. Uh, do you remember like when this Subtronic sound was getting kind of big uh 2013 ish if i'm not mistaken yeah i think that was around the time it, it's an interesting like bass heavy sound to go back to i think this is a good remix yeah man everything i've heard from subtronics is really good so i agree um is this only the second remix we've gotten for this song so far i think it might even be the third that they've released i think we might have only covered two of them um i really just want more original music from kx5 at this point but um i'll take the remixes that is exactly where i was going with it so hopefully (laughs) we get a new single announcement before that uh show of theirs later this year at the coliseum Moving on, we have a new release from Hudson Mohawk. This is the Cry Sugar Mega Mix and a new single, Big Stan. When is the last time an artist released a mega mix of their album to promote it? I I can't remember at all. Like, I, I'm not in the Spotify era, really. Like this right. is a SoundCloud tactic, and it caught me off guard and i almost didn't know whether to delete it or not and just leave the song but i i respect him going back a little bit what did you think of the mega mix first so um i i've I've heard the name i've read the name hudson mohawk a number of times and um i think i've probably seen the name on on lineups before it's not what is this heart style happy hardcore mix of the two um whatever flume is right uh, I do appreciate the music, man. It's uh, it's it's neat. I agree. It's very neat. It's very glitchy. I I think his music, as opposed to Flume, who I just brought up, has maybe some more elements of hyper pop to it, especially based that's, on like all the, the word. yeah, the pitch shifted vocals seem to be very prominent from the little amount we could hear of this album. Um, wasn't expecting this, but very excited to hear how these full songs sound because I really liked some of those teaser moments. Yeah, me too, man. Okay, let's talk about this new Fred Again song, Jungle. You showed me him for the first time a few weeks ago or a few months ago, and we've covered a few tracks of his, but I think this song was placed like fourth on New Music Friday, if I'm not mistaken, which seems like a huge spot for him, right? He's blowing up right now. I mean, this song, I get it, dude. The song is really fucking good. Once the beat dropped, I was in. Oh, I like this way more than a lot of the other hyped up song of his uh, songs of his, like uh, We Lost Dancing and stuff like that. His draw is that he, um, in previous works, he has used like his, like voice samples from his friends. Mm-hmm. So like, um, you know, like the We Lost Dancing sort of thing. Um, <laughs> I, I like this one way better. 
uh, than most of his other music because I've listened to all of it. Because again, he was he was blown up on the Coachella subreddit. Yeah. For like weeks afterwards, everybody was talking about you know here's this clip we lost dancing here's this clip you know here's this clip from this show it was magical and like I've been to some magical shows and I'm not sure that I would I wasn't in the crowd so I can't really say anything about it but um, <laughs> this uh, this track is fucking great dude. Yeah, I agree. This is the first one where you saying he's been getting a lot of hype has made sense to me. So I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah, me too. I followed him. And honestly, I wasn't going to throw it on the playlist, but I listened to it. Like I I preview a lot of music before I throw it on here and I listened to it and I I, I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Rightfully so, man. That was my reaction to it as well. Cool. All right, man, moving on. Believe it or not, I did preview this song and I still (laughs) threw it on here. Uh, It's Tiesto and Charlie XCX, Hot Knit. This isn't just bad, man. This is one of the worst songs we've covered. Uh, this is this is a dud, and I'm hoping you're not a giant fan of it. Are you? definitely am not. I am a huge fan of uh, Kaleidoscope and pre-era Tiesto. Um, sure. I I was lucky enough to see Tiesto on his Kaleidoscope tour, and um, that show was fucking awesome. And it then it, it seemed like there was this like entire paradigm shift with him right after that album came out, and it was like, how can I make the most generic EDM pop that I possibly can? And that is how we ended up with tracks like this that are just <laughs> completely uninspired chain smokers. Hakkasan at the MGM on a Friday night music, man. Exactly. Not for me, but it's going to find an audience. So, Oh, it'll do numbers. Speaking of numbers, (laughs) we have a new one from Calvin Harris, New Money featuring 21 Savage. I I really hope we get an instrumental version of this album. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That's all I want. Um, I don't know. This... This song's kind of a dud for my like personal taste, but it's not bad. It's not the the least I've ever liked 21 Savage. It's not the worst Calvin Harris, but I guess I've just I think it's a step up from Potion, which I I legitimately do not understand as a single. I think it's one of the worst songs, but uh yeah, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on this? I feel like I'm I'm lost in my own head on this one. No, this didn't do it for me, bro. I really like the instrumentals. 21 Savage typically doesn't do it for me either, but you know, if he's featured on a track, I'm not going to immediately cut it off, you know, but, um, instrumental here is great. Um, that's, that's the same thing I said about the last single. So, well, we will get the full album on August 5th. And I believe this Friday he's releasing another single with Justin Timberlake on it. So nice. You get to go back to your first concert days. Hey, (laughs) all right man let's talk about this aeroplane remix of in the dark by purple disco machine i don't i don't think i like it more than the original but it's a very good remix and that's not to discredit it at all the original is one of my favorite songs this year what are your thoughts on this say that's those are my notes love this don't like it more than the original (laughs) all right man i I would talk more about that, but I'm too excited to talk about this next one, which is LPGOB, DJ Tennis, and Joseph An- Answorth? Answorth? I don't know. At- Ashworth? Something like that. Ashworth? That's know. it. Ashworth. <laughs> uh, all in a dream extended because we never do radio cuts if we have the option. Uh, dude, LPGOB and DJ Tennis on the same track. Oh my Holy God. That's how shit. my notes start. <laughs> Like, this is like a Brandon's face dream song. Right? right (laughs) We've covered both of them extensively. This is everything I was hoping it would be when I saw their names. It's great. Extended deep house with piano and touches of guitar. Oh, my God, man. I kept coming back to this one. This was just, this was the soundtrack to my week. (laughs) Probably why I had a good week, to be honest. Like, (laughs) Man, I don't blame you. This one went straight into the bloodstream for me i feel you (laughs) inject this into my veins (laughs) all right man let's talk about this new one from bicep melly 2 i really need to stop sleeping on bicep i realized that you sure do buddy oh man tell me your thoughts on this this is just serene 
chill, yet diverse and engaging. I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just beautiful, man. It kind of, this production style kind of reminds me of the way that Stefan Bodzin produces, just like on the other side of the same spectrum, if that makes any sense. Sure. He makes that kind of dark, deep house techno. Whereas Bicep is like, I'm going to give you some really high-pitched melodies and you're going to fucking eat it. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, I hope to see Bicep live uh, at one point. Uh, his, the, their live shows are pretty cool. I actually have, um, they actually sold tickets, which I purchased at the height of the pandemic um, to a live stream that they did from the London Museum of Modern Art. I could be, oh, shit. It, it was one of those, but... They basically had a white room in which they set up all of their production equipment. And it is probably one of the most trippy live streams of a concert I've ever seen. <laughs> that sounds incredible. I'm not going to ask you to share that on here because that is illegal. But I do hope to see that sometime because that sounds really cool. My personal YouTube may or may not have an upload soon. All right. Well, I may or may not be checking for that. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to this new one from Daphini called Cloudy. I, I really like this. I think I think it's a little repetitive and long, but those keys in the beginning of the track were great. And I thought the bass line was great, too. I've never heard of Daphini before, though. So how did you find this? Uh, this is uh, an alter moniker of uh, Ben Swaith, I believe his name is. And that is Caribou. Oh, okay. That makes, makes a little more sense. Makes more now. sense now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like so, if like Sebastian did a take on Caribou's music, if you ask me. Well put. Well put. Um, what were your thoughts on this song in particular? Uh, I, I, I thought it was really cool, man. Like you said, I love the keys in the beginning. I think a lot of Caribou's music is a little repetitive, but... I mean, we are so is the genre. Yeah, I was going to say we are, you know, eating, <laughs> eating pills and dark rooms, you know, like who's we don't put me on that list. I, I was referencing a meme. There was uh, electron. <laughs> well, it's a Pac-Man meme. I'll find it. I'll throw it in the show notes. I'll send it to you. We used to we used to. Got it. <laughs> we are now 30. We have to schedule those things a few years what's, out. What's the legalese? We allegedly <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. We allegedly used to. All right, um, moving on. We got a new one from Matt Lange called Strictly Human. And I don't know, I, man. I don't I think, get it. I think I, I think he it. put I think he put the EP dichotomy out, or maybe it wasn't the full EP. I don't know, but this is something we hadn't covered before, and I just kind of threw it on and then realized uh like four days later that I was like, oh, this song's only 40 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I left it on just so I could laugh at myself publicly. Yes, he did finally put the full EP. I think this is it. I, I don't I know. No fucking clue. There's no information on his website. There's no information on the socials as far as I can tell. I'm not on the socials, but nobody's said anything about it. Nobody knows shit about fuck at this point. And I just I really... <laughs> <laughs> I love Matt all Lange, of his come music. on the pod, please. We, need, we have... <laughs> not just a fanboy thing we legitimately have some <laughs> questions right now. <laughs> you know he actually used to host a podcast that i used to listen to hey let's send him an email shoot our shot i, I might do it <laughs> all right we got a new one from sasha and q ryan i'm gonna say that q ryan uh sure dry and high what do you thought what do you think about this one mother of god <laughs> sasha never stops delivering man this track is eight minutes and 31 seconds of fucking awesome um somebody told me to listen to curion i guess she's only had like an album like one album out but i really liked this did you yeah i thought it was a good track man we've covered tons of sasha i don't think any of it's been bad <laughs> none of it's been bad it's almost like it's almost like you get fatigued by how good it is but then if you go look if you go look at sasha's catalog like of releases sasha's been releasing music for a long fucking time bro like yeah legend he's a legend absolutely man. um when's last sasha and digweed set fuck i don't know man i just listened to um the underground digweed set from los angeles um it's underground something 
Um, I'll throw it in the show notes because it is it is some of the because uh, you know Digweed's a fucking legendary DJ, not only just a yep. producer and just God that that whole mix is just awesome. Underground Fuck Resistance yeah. or something like that. Yeah, throw it in the show notes. I want to check that out. For I sure. will. It's it's uh, quality. Okay, next up we got Drum Complex and Dr. Mate. Uh, Wed Dance? We Dance? I'm not sure. We Dance. <laughs> this sounds like a Dance Dance Revolution remix of a Castlevania song or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The back half of this track is fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's just that that was the only thing that popped into my head while listening to it. It's definitely a Drum Complex song. I can tell you that. Truer words have never been spoken, sir. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this one? Loved it. Went go techno. Like, like, what, like, what else am I supposed to say? It's great. Um, I don't throw every drum complex track on here because, well, it is uh, his uh, his his. Because you don't have a drum complex. <laughs> no, man. His he he releases like a lot of music like all the time, and I don't throw all of them on, but um, I listen to all of them and. This one caught my ear, and I was like, yep, John's going to have to hear some techno this week. Well, I appreciate you being a filter for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to this new one from Ginger Root called Loneliness. I meant to send you the music video for this, but I forgot. So I throw that in the show notes, but you're going to have to watch it. Do you remember the Ginger Root EP we covered last year? Yes, I do. I completely forgot about him after that for some reason. <laughs> And like I saw, I actually was reminded by YouTube because I watched a few videos from that EP and he dropped a video for this song. And the reason I want you to watch it so bad is because of how fucking funny and good it is. He's essentially, it's the same aesthetic, still that like uh, 80s Japanese pop like aesthetic with the glimmery lights and all of that. But in the video, he's managing like a pop star, a singer, a girl. And I forget what happens, but she refuses to, like, perform on the TV show that she's supposed to. So he ends up having to do her song for her instead. Amazing. And it's just him performing this song and, like, dancing and, like, awkwardly getting through it. And then I think he becomes, like, a big star because everyone, like, it's <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. Um, yeah, everyone should I'll, check that I'll, out. I'll this... throw that in the show notes and I'll watch it right after the episode. That sounds dude, awesome. Please do. It's hilarious. It's genuinely made me laugh very hard and this is going to be i think another ep he's gonna start rolling out with this song and i fucking loved it man what did you think of this track god this melody is infectious i love mm-hmm. this um this was th- this is great it's good it's really good music man yeah fantastic uh we'll definitely be covering more as he releases it because this is excellent yes definitely excellent Okay, I get three songs of R&B in a row. Holy (laughs) shit. All right, first up, we got City Girls, Good Love featuring Usher. Uh, City Girls are technically hip-hop, but this feels more like an Usher song than anything else. His voice, I would say, is 40% of the song at minimum, and I don't really love the instrumental, but he kills this hook, man. It's infectious. He definitely kills this hook. It's so good. I think that working with like Black Coffee and those guys has definitely made his timing in terms of this upbeat music a lot sharper because he's just on on beat with every single note. Did you did you like this one? You know, I really liked all of Usher's parts. I'm not sure I'm a big fan of City Girls. Who are they? Uh they are I mean, I don't know them too well. They have oh, a few okay. hits, but uh they I, I thought I recognized one of their voices as if like maybe this was like a super group or something, but clearly I'm wrong. No, um, I this really liked all this of Usher's parts. This is this generation's three LW for you late nineties <laughs> kids. Uh, speaking of Usher, did you see the Tiny Desk? Yes, I did. It's fucking great, oh, man. Oh my god, it's fucking great. <laughs> That but, is a spiritual experience for me. <laughs> yeah, man, it was really good. Um, if for anybody who hasn't, I'm going to throw a link to that in the show notes because it is very good. And uh, for any R&B fans, definitely need to check that out because it is, again, very Dude, good. Dude, insane. The fact that he did three songs off my way, like I was like, oh, this is definitely for, this is for the like, fans, the, the fans <laughs> that have been waiting for this shit man those versions i'd never heard and his voice is still just 
hasn't aged a day. You know, there's just something special about Tiny Desk Concerts, man. I, I You know, I don't know what it is. Idols did one that I watch every year. Um, the Denzel Curry one that just came out. Lizzo, mm-hmm. fucking T-Pain. I mean, there's... T-Pain, there's, yep. there, there's some There's some really good music that happens behind the... In that little bookshelf corner that... Um, I don't know what's so special about it, but something is fucking special about that. Yeah, and you got to see the flip side of it a few times during Ushers. They're really not looking out at much other than a few scattered people. So to get those types of performances out of them definitely has to, there has to be something special about the environment for sure. It definitely has to come from passion. Like there's got to yeah. be like some passion there. Uh, one of my favorite parts is Idols. I don't know if you, have you seen their tiny desk? I have, yeah. All right, where uh, I think his name is Mark. Bring He's he's the one in the Star Spangled Banner uh short shorts and uh yeah. decides to just bring a bunch of people in he's, he's like this crowd some everybody needs tambourines let's go like <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love it man just bang on this desk with this stick it's totally cool <laughs> and it works it's good the energy is wild hey i love participating in concerts man it's great all right let's move on to this new one from emotional oranges called make me wanna i I have no idea what the Ghostbusters-esque I was going to ask you, like, what the hell is this, man? I don't know what that has to do with the song at all, but I really like the song itself. Yeah, same, man. I really like the song, too. Dude, I, I like, looked at it and was like, is there a Ghostbusters soundtrack or movie or something coming? No, I think they just used the fucking Ghostbusters aesthetic for cover art. I don't okay, know. Okay, guys. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> They're going to use minions for their next one. <laughs> oh, man. Good song. Uh, haven't heard from them in a while. I'm excited to see if they're going to release more music. Yeah, yeah, I think you showed me them last year, and I really enjoyed what you showed me. And, um, yeah, man, this was a good track. Good, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Okay, we got one of my favorite R&B groups, They, with the new single, Comfortable, featuring Fanta Hughes, I think. Yep. I I love this song, and I think it's great, but uh, my buddy Anthony said something that I can't get out of my mind when I hear it, and it was like, it was like they were just like, how can we be better than Magic Jordan at what Magic Jordan does? (laughs) And they just did it. They were like, all right, pretty easy. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know. Magic Jordan's pretty great and pretty consistent, but I think for they dabbling in this type of sound, I think they killed it. What did you so, think? I really liked this song, but I really also like they a lot. And um, I actually have a question for you about yep. what I'm missing. I can break down a death metal album perfectly and tell you exactly what elements are there that makes me really like it. Mm-hmm. What elements am I missing here, man? There's something unique about they that I just can't put my fucking finger on. Is it is it like a production thing? Is it a is it a vocal filter thing? Like what like what do they do different that makes me just fucking love it? It is that they come from being fans and it's not very prevalent in this song, but this is where it comes from. They are giant 90s grunge fans and a lot of their early music incorporates 90s grunge guitars in a way that no other R&B group ever has. Uh, you you probably haven't gone back to their first album, but they have a song, Dante's Creek, which is like a flip kind of on the uh, I don't want to wait until our like the, the 90s sitcom. What was that? Seventh Heaven or Dawson's Creek? The Dawson's yeah. Creek fucking song. Yep. It's Dante's Creek because they have Dante in their group. <laughs> and they've they they just use these crunchy guitars and shit and they kind of like built this interesting sound off of like that aesthetic but always kept it R&B and hip hop and while it's grown into kind of more traditional R&B and hip hop like whatever it was about that has just stuck with them i think it's just their approach to songwriting what you love about it specifically like in terms of what you're hearing, I don't know, but I feel like it comes from that. I think you answered that question exactly the way I wanted you to. So thank you. Cause I couldn't put my finger on what 
draws me to they more than other R&B artists. And I think I think you hit the nail on the head, man. I think it's probably their influences and the way that they approach the music rather yeah. than the music itself. Yes. They are also an incredibly imperfect group. Like, a lot of what they do, I think, sounds amateur to some people, but it's like the best form of it. It's kind of hard to describe or quantify, but they definitely... I don't know, man. They have this carefreeness about the way they approach music, and I think it really comes through. Still no album announcement, but they did release another music video for this one. Hopefully an album announcement is around the corner. You know, I'm really looking forward to that. I know you are. Okay, man. Let's move on to some hip-hop. We got a new one from Dave, my 24th birthday. This isn't one I'm going to run back anytime soon, but I like that for his 24th birthday, he just decided to make a beat and rap over it about where he's at in his life right now. What did you think of it? I am a fan of Dave. Uh, he's an awesome flow. There's great production. It's just quality lyricism. The dude can rap, man. He can. And I don't think they were in the studio confirmed, but he was seen walking around, I don't remember where, somewhere with Tyler, the creator recently. Uh I can't even imagine how that would sound, honestly, (laughs) but I want to know. Uh, (laughs) I really want to know. Calling it now, Tyler, the creator is going to come up with a British alter ego and (laughs) do an entire concept album. Well, that's the thing. You sound like you're from London. (laughs) Dave's music's a little too sad for Call Me If You Get Lost, Tyler, to hop on. Uh, I don't think that's... Like, we're going to have to go back to Goblin, Tyler, for something on this. (laughs) Well, maybe (laughs) Dave was just a guest on Tyler Tyler Baudelaire's boat. Ah, I couldn't blame him, man. I want to go on Tyler Baudelaire's boat. Vanilla bean (laughs) ice cream. Sounds sounds delicious. All right. (laughs) Let's move on to this new one from Joey Badass called Where I Belong. How are you feeling about this rollout? Where's your excitement level for the album as of now? Hype, 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 hype. Just destroyed all the hype, but he's putting out good music. Like, Static killed this beat, bro. Like, yeah. I like the track. I like this. Is he going to drop the album? Question mark? July 22nd. Okay. Well, that's weird, but it is what it is. <laughs> he's also dropping another single this week, so... We'll see how this rollout continues. I'm not really blown away by any of these songs, but I, I did like this one. I thought it was solid. I'm a fan of Static Selecta's uh, production, so I really like this one. Yeah, me too. He's great. I think that his work on To Kill a Sunrise with Coda was excellent. That's probably my favorite recent work of his. I own that record. I know. You sent me the packaging of it when you got it, and I was like, damn, that is beautiful it's it's nice man we, the we, colors we, on that one we spin it pretty often i would as well all right man let's move on to these two new toby and guikway songs round here part one and two i think i did text you the link to this music video you did did, I? did you end up watching it it's like two minutes i did not i forgot okay i love um, you though you can imagine what it looks like it's toby with insane choreography of people around him being the most aggressive guy in the world like i feel like every song when he's about to record vocals he's like how can i make this as hard as fucking possible (laughs) and he just does that because god damn it dude everything is just insane i love this one what did you think about it this man has some fucking power to his voice and by voice, I mean his music. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. he is, he is po- powerful. Uh, I loved both part one and part two, and I, I've loved basically everything that he's put out since you've shown shown me him. Um, I am. Um, I think when we reviewed, did we review an album of his? I think we might have last mm. year. No, his his we reviewed a single of his. His Got last it. actual album was December 2020. Got it. Well, I uh, really enjoyed that. And um, yeah, man, this was uh, a very interesting. I, I enjoy I enjoy how much energy he brings to it, to his music. And I appreciate how he I, I, I don't know how to describe it, except conceptually. He like builds up this energy and then sprays it over everybody. That's clearly like mm-hmm. he's talking to. You know what I'm saying? Like 
it's it's just it is very unique and he has a lot to say so i think we're all gonna listen yeah i will listen every time he talks for sure <laughs> all right man let's move on to the rock realm of things first up we got a new single from ty seagal don't lie how are you liking this one i am still figuring out how i feel about acoustic ty seagal i, I like the music a lot but Every time I hear his voice, I just kind of want the guitars to just fucking rip. Y- you know? Um, That's why we do this podcast. My notes are, where are the goddamn guitars? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good song. It's just not Ty Seagal to me. But he is an artist, and knowing his output rate, we'll probably get another one by the uh, beginning of 2023 anyways. Yeah. Well... I won't be mad at that, but this one didn't like blow me away. I just missed the damn electric guitars. Plug your guitar in, man. Plug your yeah. guitar in. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next up, we got Mount Silver, Lose It All. I knew this song was going to be really good when it started with a guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. I like this. What did you think? John, I actually had a question for you. Do you listen to any... Uh, classic rock on time off from our podcast oh define classic rock like motley crew acdc iron maiden like yes yeah man i was a big crew fan um guns and roses a little bit uh acdc old metallica yeah i like all that stuff um i ask just because this is clearly in that vein you know what i'm saying yeah it is um, for sure i uh yeah, I mean, I I regularly I, I I inherited a bunch of records. I regularly spin Zeppelin and ACDC and the, all of our Stones records, and you know, I think we even put on some Beach Boys the other day. But um, that sounds this style of rock and roll doesn't exist anymore with new music, in my opinion. It just it, this I can't remember the last time I heard a guitar solo on something that wasn't a death metal record. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm, I I don't want to have the Greta Van Fleet conversation again, but I agree. Not <laughs> people are not making this type of music right now. They they just aren't. I don't. I forgot about Greta Van Fleet like I typically rightfully so. I think I think there's two or three guitar solos in this song, and I think that might be a bit overboard. But I really enjoyed this song. There's huge not overboard potential. <laughs> there's huge potential for this band to make really good music, and I'm excited to be along for the ride. I agree, man. Two Mount, thumbs up. Mount Silver, if you're listening, do not stop. Do not stop. You heard him. All right. Next up, we got a new one from the Front Bottoms called More Than It Hurts You. I think that this song specifically made me realize I've hit the next level of music nerd because I can now tell the difference between pop punk and indie punk. There it is. <laughs> I like this, though. All pedantic shit aside, what did you think about it? I thought this was fucking incredible, bro. I think I think I think that the lines are blurred, man. I think that the lines are blurred so hard in is this indie punk? Does indie punk mean emo? What does emo really mean, man? Is emo just made up of the Midwestern modern baseball brand new emo? You know what I'm saying? And I think that (laughs) I think that the front bottoms is a really good job of not giving a fuck. And I love this. Yeah, uh, you should never give a fuck if you're in a band what people are classifying you as. Leave that to the people to decide. I've, uh, I've seen the Front Bottoms live, and uh, me and the lead singer interacted a little bit during that show at uh, Weekend Two Coachella. I believe it was 2015 or 2016, one of those, and uh, that was a that was a fun little fun little thing. Show was empty basically for like a Coachella set. It was outdoor stage. I think at like three o'clock in the afternoon, but. God, was it fun, man. They fucking killed it. And uh, I'll never forget that show. It was a good one. Dude, fuck yeah. I love those daytime ones. Yes. They're they're very slept on. I, I saw Wale at like 2.30 in the afternoon. Very random. I, I saw Kendrick Lamar at 2.30 in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. He did a like, day slot the first time, too. You're right. That was pre-Good Kid Mad City, and nobody had heard Section 80 yet. So I wasn't there, but Kanye's first year there, he was on during the day. Kanye it's wasn't crazy. there. It wasn't even there for 40 minutes, so you didn't miss much. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to this new one from Ryan Oaks and uh, Derek Descan- 
Discanio of State Champs. I believe that's the vocalist of State Champs. Yep. Uh, I don't know who Ryan Oaks is, but I think that the song is really good. Like both vocalists on it work. I know who the State Champs vocalist is, and I can tell when he's the one singing, but I don't right. know where Ryan Oaks comes from. What, do you have any background on that? No idea, except for his Spotify profile, which basically says that he's a multi-instrumentalist and uh, he just likes making music and it trends towards pop punk, but he's done a lot of different things. And he has a pretty big following, actually. For, uh, he has 1.2 million monthly listeners, and I'm surprised that it was it was the first time I had ever heard the name. I think this is what the kids are listening to, bro. Well... I think that this is just the new age. And I think that because of the era we come from, like I, there's a few of these artists, these solo pop punk bands, essentially, that's one person. And um, I don't know whether or not they all play every instrument on like every part of the record. A lot of them I seem see. like Travis Barker produced people, but there's like that goody grace guy, nothing nowhere. There's all these artists but like the ones like this Ryan Oaks that use their name when the era of scene music we come from no band would be called whatever the singer's name was like that wasn't right. a thing back then right. <laughs> so I think I'm adjusting to like this solo brand version of pop punk but it sounds good it sounds uh, the same realistically it's probably because it's it's you know like a social media thing where it's it's almost like I followed this guy instead of this band, you know. Totally, yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I follow Tom no, DeLonge on wrong. socials. Because <laughs> you should. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any socials, but if I did, I would follow Tom DeLonge because that guy <laughs> went fucking crazy, and I'm here for it. I mean, he left one of the biggest bands of all time to go find aliens and. He objectively did. He did. Like, like he so, did the thing, man. Like, so I, I, I guess, like he wins, dude. He, they, I, mean, I think NASA admitted that they couldn't they, tell yeah. what the fuck he was. They were like, yeah, dude, we don't know. We could, they couldn't debunk it, which is fucking fantastic. Number one, number two. I mean, yeah, man. I, 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 I think that he did it. So, dude. If anybody could, he can. He, he told us back on uh, Enema of the State, he told us aliens exist. Aliens Nobody exist, believed but... him. <laughs> oh, man, what a great record. Okay, man. You ready to move on to this new Palp song in my head? I am. This is the second song of theirs we've covered? Correct? Yes. Yeah, man. I really like this. It's what emo with like a dash of post hardcore in there. It's it's really exact, that's exactly what it is. It's like really catchy post hardcore with like less screaming. Uh, I fucking love this shit, man. They, this young band is making some really catchy music. Yeah, it's very, very catchy. I thought I might have liked this song a little bit more than the last one, but they're both excellent. Yeah, I uh, I'm excited for the next single already, which they said I believe that they're they're releasing once a month. So we'll see what happens, man. Well, I look forward to hearing that next month. Hell yeah, me too. Okay, man, you threw on these two tracks from August Burns Red, Whitewashed and Composure. These are the I'm guessing 20th anniversary editions of these tracks, something around those lines. 15 year anniversary, I think. It's 15. I think. Uh, I was very stoked because Composure is my favorite August Burns Red song. So okay, to get so an you updated, are a big fan of August Burns Red. Like you, like I you're, like you're aware big. of them. I like these two albums that these two songs are from. That was the era I liked them a lot in. And I think the last time I remember listening to them was probably that like Britney Spears cover that they did. <laughs> I mean, Constellations is such a fucking epic. Like, yeah, it's fantastic dude that's like the exact type of metal i love and they kill it the guitar work in that whole album is just out of this world and i think these versions are really good yeah i i, I would i would agree with that and uh yeah i i think they're they, i like the original recordings a little better just because they sound a little bit more raw these sound a little bit more mm -hmm. mastered but i like both of these and i threw them on just to have the conversation um about august burns red i really fucking like them I'm glad you do too. Were they a Christian band? Fuck, I don't know. Maybe. I was feel a, there, like they there were. There's a ton of really like interesting Christian metal movements out of that MySpace era. There was a band I really liked. Excuse me. Um, called Inked in Blood. 
that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into this at, at a, on a different podcast. <laughs> All right, we'll table that for now. Let's move on to these two new bleeding through tracks, Piss You Away and Damage Done, man. You liking these? Fuck yes. Yeah, they go hard. They go fucking hard. <laughs> it's a three-song EP. We already covered Rage, I think, a few weeks ago, so I just threw these two songs on. And fuck, man, this band just gets it, dude. They shred, it is, man. It is the perfect... It is the perfect blend of metal and hardcore. Like they've they've always just blended that line almost per, almost perfectly. Like it's it's yeah. really really good music, man. Yeah, I I love it. I think his his scream on this sounds great. Like his low never gets so low to the point of being unpleasant. Not talking about Lorna Shore. I'm not throwing shade right now. I promise. <laughs> but, uh, no, I really like it. I thought this these are both really good songs. John, I. I this is a safe space. You can throw as much shade as you want. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. I do like Lorna Shore. <laughs> I just thought that um, when I was listening to like the range of his scream, I was like, he always knows just where to stop. And it might just be physically where his body stops the scream at. But I, not, I like not it. hating that either. Okay, let's move on to this three pack of songs from Until I Wake. This is Forsaken, In My Head, and Octane never heard of this band before i really like them how did this one end up in front of you so pro- probably read it but i i i hadn't heard of them so i clicked on it i i listened to a couple of songs and they're they're like pop they're like popular they've got 257,000 monthly listeners for like Reference. I'm pretty sure that's like this. That's like more than like movements and shit like that. You know, like there. It's like art. Like architects might not even have that many in the metalcore scene. Like it, it's it's very interesting that this band that I've never heard of and is this good has the is so popular. Anyways, I just wanted to show you this three pack of songs because it it did recently drop and I I really like it, man. It is very good metalcore. I really like it too. Is this an album rollout? It looks like it. I think it's an album rollout. All right. Well, definitely throw the full album on when that drops and we'll do a review of it. Oh, you know, I will. I do. All right, man. (laughs) Let's move on to this EP from Fair Catch called Bill. The Bill EP. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I really like this whole EP, actually. I I think we should give this the, uh, what was it that we came up with? The if this was 2006, you would have discovered this on MySpace. So there, there the it week. is. Yes, <laughs> they are. Yes, it. they really earned it. Um, I, I I caught this band uh, on Reddit because they posted to either the pop punkers or the emo Reddit and was like, "Hey, this is my band. This is us playing live to like four people. I hope you guys enjoy it." And I really liked it, so I checked them out on Spotify. I liked all their music. They just released this EP, so I was like, "All right, let's fucking talk about it, man." We're we're doing a lot of smaller bands this week, um, and I think the spotlight should be on the smaller bands because I really like the raw kind of. Uh, kind, kind of the raw energy of new bands, and you're right. We would have discovered this shit on MySpace, and I just, I, I don't know, man. I like it. Great blend of the pop punk and emo, and Chris Pratt fueled my nicotine addiction is a fantastic ta- song title. So I was gonna ask you, like, like what they mean by that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they were so upset that he dumped Anna, uh, Anna Ferris that they just took up smoking. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't blame him for that. So. God, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's out of his goddamn mind. But all right, let's move <laughs> on. I don't want to get into his personal life over that. Anna Ferris is a queen. You do not disrespect Anna Ferris. House Bunny, come on, bro. Oh, my God. That movie's one of the best movies. One of the best She's just, made. she's a national treasure, man, honestly. Like, I grew up with that girl. Unfortunately, mostly in the movies I saw being terribly mistreated in the scary movie franchise. (laughs) There is so many goddamn embarrassing scenes, but like, I feel like as, as embarrassing as those movies are and some of the content of those scenes, that was her paying her dues in terms of comedy. Like everything she's done since then has made me laugh so hard. And I truly enjoy everything I watch her in. She's great. Same. If you haven't, check out the movie Happy with her and Luke Wilson. Great movie. I have seen it. Very good. Great movie. Great movie. 
All right, man, let's move on to this release from a modest proposal called Solera, another EP that I've really enjoyed. Uh, we can't give this one the, the award. We just gave yeah. it the Billy <laughs> So I'm going to... Uh, this is the... This kind of sounds like Armor for Sleep Award for the week. <laughs> they get that award. It's it's a pretty cool award. The, the, yeah, the award is just a car, It's but it's underwater. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, man, I really like their music, man. There's catchy bridges. There's catchy choruses. There's good lyrical content. There's great riffs. What's not to like, bro? This band is definitely on my radar. I think we covered a song of theirs a week or two ago. I, I really enjoyed it and clicked follow and... Uh, they have a criminally underrated 1,700 monthly listeners, and those are some rookie numbers. we got to bump those up, so everybody listening, go check them out. You know what's crazy is I compared them to Armor for Sleep. I found Armor for Sleep when their, only their first album was out. I think my favorite song on that album is My Town. And that song maybe had like 30,000 plays like last time I looked at it. Like, maybe not last time, but like it's a very underperforming song. And I always like, like these bands are not as far away in terms of career trajectory from right. that era of music as you think at times, you know? For sure. No, I totally get it. Yeah. Good release. Thanks for adding this one. I enjoyed it. Definitely. Very interested to hear what you think about this next one. I didn't know Mona Lisa had a son. <laughs> uh -huh. And also named named him after her. So. Or daughter, shit, I don't know. This is the uh, the Clemson EP, is that what you're referring to? Yes, yes, that is what I'm referring to, sir. Uh, I, I really enjoyed all four of these. Um, I do think I'm going to have to give it my, my default note of I wish it was 10% heavier, but I do think that this is a very good collection of songs. I, I thought this was fucking great, man. I went... I went uh, I, I went back to this one a number of times and um, I, I just I really liked it man it, it, it just it's good it's good music more another young band another another 180 monthly listeners everybody go every go everybody go pump their numbers up for me yes and join the Wendy's Fight Club with us <laughs> yes Wendy's Fight Club is a great song what the fuck is up Denny's God damn it. If you could go back in time to one moment, I'm pretty sure I know where I'd see you. <laughs> we, I, I wonder how many hardcore kids would just pick that fucking that, Denny. That, that's, that's the one, man. It would be so great. Mona Lisa Jr. Westworld. You guys definitely need to go to a Wendy's and just play a show. It doesn't the matter if they tell Wendy's? you no. The fuck is up, Wendy's? Let's go. <laughs> I'm here for it. If it's around, oh, if it's man. if it's local, I'll go see it. I don't know where y'all are from, but I, I I would I would go to that Wendy's. What's your Wendy's order? What do you get? <laughs> uh, I, I'm 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 a simple fat kid, bro. I do a a junior baconator. Of course, man. Baconator's great, but they are one of the best spicy chickens, even in a post Popeye spicy chicken world, I believe. So I usually get that. But Wendy's is so slept on. Where else can you get a fucking baked potato through a drive thru? <laughs> <laughs> That's unreal shit. It's like, amazing. Props to them. It's amazing. It's ready now. It's, re it's right now. <laughs> set it aside. Sir, this uh, is a Wendy's <laughs> restaurant. All right. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on to these albums. First up, we got West Side Boogie, More Black Superheroes. I found this one a couple weeks ago. I didn't, it was kind of a stacked week when I found it. I didn't think it was going to fit well enough into that. So I figured I'd throw it on here on a slow week. I really like this one, man. I've listened to it a few times. I don't really have anything negative to say about it. I think this is one of those albums where the sum is greater than any of the individual parts, but every song on it's good. And while I wouldn't call any of them instant classics, it's just, it's just a well put together album from front to back. The production's on point, his lyrics and delivery hit every time I listen to it. And I really like the features, man. Smino and Snooper on it. It's a good time, man. I gave this one a seven out of 10, either stuck or I is my favorite. I was just really impressed by this one. And I kind of was, intrigued as to see if you would find anything you liked about it so uh it's good it's not something i typically listen to you know me i don't really like the super auto-tuned uh rap music um but uh 
especially like especially since there's like tons of rappers who like don't use it but mm-hmm. uh it's this this album is just lyrical enough to have substance it's just catchy enough to be played in a club or at a party it's got some great production i don't think i'm going to be revisiting all revisiting it a whole lot throughout the rest of the year since we've had like a lot of good rap that takes up sure. most of my re-listening but i enjoyed listening to this the few times i did i gave it a six I actually have like a like a couple of standouts. Actually, can't even lie is a good one. Uh, Killer mode is a good one, and the yep. baseline on Prideful Two is wild. Yeah, I thought there, like you said, there's just a lot of really good moments on the album. I'm not going to call this one a great album or a classic, but it surpassed my expectations for it. Have you ever heard West Side Boogie before? Have not ever heard the name, seen it anywhere, whatever. Do you know A Boogie with the hoodie? Yes. Yeah. So I used to get them confused, rightfully so, all <laughs> the fucking time. And I think this guy just went by Boogie for a few years and he added the West Side to like make it a little more differentiating, uh, which I guess works. It's a little easier to point out now. But I think that's his first album came out. And I remember I kept going to A Boogie's page and I'm like, I don't see a new album. <laughs> and then, uh, he ended up being on the R&B singer, Sir. He ended up being on a song of his called Rapper Weed. And he said something in it that just fucking cracked me up, which is, I keep the roach, I smoke the tips, I hurt my thumb, I burn my lips and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been a fan of the man ever since. <laughs> Rightfully so, man. That's a, Those are some great lines. Those are oh, great man. lines. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. So let's move on to this new Chris Brown album, Breezy. This is another one that dropped, I think, a few weeks ago, and it was just a slow week. So I figured I'd throw it on here. And I'm sorry I made you listen to a Chris Brown album, but you also <laughs> made me listen to a 30-song Logic album, so I'm not sorry. Okay. But uh, that, that, I think that's that, a fair. That's a fair argument. I think that... On, like this this one's obvious man this album is a bloated mess and usually it's too boring to be interesting but i feel like it has what might be his best song released in like 15 years on it with warm embrace i like some of the other songs on this album as an r&b fan but warm embrace isn't just good that's a great song it's everything i miss about his music before he changed not just his personality but his sound so much great music video normani does like an old school kind of r&b dance duet thing with him in it that's really good but overall the album's kind of a mess i gave it a four out of ten and obviously warm embrace is my standout i didn't really have a lot of thoughts on it other than that i hope you didn't spend too much time listening to this but i am curious if you liked anything about this uh you know what i'm gonna say i hate that i that i genuinely like chris brown's music man like, like I just, just kind of hate that I like it. Um, I thought most of this was catchy. I thought the production was really good on a lot of it. I don't think that this is an R&B album, even though he's an R&B artist. A little more all, pop. All of the production is pop rap, like rap yep. pop, hip hop pop. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, you're right. It's all the same. It. It's all <laughs> the same. Um, look, man, I, I listened to it once um, because I, I don't like supporting his streaming numbers, but um it's great for rolling around in the car. Um, I'll never forget or forgive what he what he did, even though Riri kind of did. But um, I, I, I honestly like. There's not. I don't hate anything about this album, but I don't like a lot of it. I actually liked the first track, "Till the Wheels Fall Off," because I a good intro. I'm a, I'm a, I'm actually a a little Dirk fan. I, I like mm-hmm. most of his music, so. Interesting. I think that I'm not really a little Dirk fan at all, but I think his he sings a little more on this than raps, and I think it works. I think his voice yeah. is surprisingly good and paired with Chris's surprisingly well. I think that this album could have been good if he'd maybe trimmed ten songs and like five features off of it. But <laughs> it's like I said, it's just a bloated mess. This is the same thing Drake does to a lot of his albums, just inflate it to get as many streams on as many songs as possible with as many big names. Like you said, there's Lil Dirk, there's Fibio Foreign, there's Lil Baby, there's her, there's Bryson, there's Ella. So he's gonna get the R and B people. There's a Jack Harlow song. There's Tory Lanes who is another problematic figure in himself, the guy that shot Megan the Stallion in the foot. 
on this album. So like, yeah, maybe those were some decisions you could have cut from the album. Uh, but like you said, man, the guy honestly just has a lot of natural talent and it's hard for him to put out anything below a certain level of just acceptability that it's going to be okay, you know? Right. And thank you for listening to it. Even the one time I appreciate it. If you ever do like scroll past it, just click warm embrace. Cause I don't know if you listen to it. Like it's pretty late in the album and you're probably tired at that moment, but that, that that's a great R and B song, man. I'm telling right. you, that's a five star. All right, let's move on to this new modern era error album victim of a modern age i think when i looked into it on their page they have two things listed as albums but this is being uh i think it's their debut this is their debut that's what i wanted to say thank you uh so tell me about it man this is the first time we've talked about this band did you where did you find them and did you like this release so they've been on my private playlist in case of slow week break glass and um (laughs) Honestly, man, I've listened to it a handful of times, and I, I, I threw this on because I had noticed uh, a lot of this style of music, this like extreme hybridization of a ton of different genres. Kind of reminds me a little bit of the Faint with all the synths and kind of dance synth sensibilities. Yeah. I think they do synthy post hardcore pretty well, and I think that I enjoyed a lot of this album. Um, but I mainly added this to the playlist because I really wanted to start a conversation with you. So do you think that hybridization is going to save rock music? No. Do you think it's the answer to the question of what do bands need to do to stand out? Huh. That is a little gray to ant suppose for some bands i would say that that's that's a cop-out answer but it would almost be a case-by-case basis i think that man if i can i don't want to go too far off the rails or get away from what you were going to go to it's just like i feel like time and place has a big say like a band like arctic monkeys shot to superstardom right away because of how pure their sound was not because of how it was trying to appeal to three different audiences so i think for rock fan bases that are looking for tradition that's not going to work but for the younger generation of kids that are not clicking with rock music made by people 35 years and older that might be the only way Thank you. Uh, That's exactly where I was going with it. I personally don't think you need to hybridize your music. You just need to get it in front of the right people in order to stand out. It certainly does make you stand out if you put a bunch Mm -hmm. of synths behind your screaming. Um, And I'm not going to not listen to it. I did, again, enjoy this album. Um, I uh, I think that the structure of the album as a whole didn't really do it for me. Um, there was kind of like a few jarring moments kind of when switching between sounds and songs. But overall, I did like it, even if I won't be returning to it throughout the year. I thought it was pretty well done. And this band will be on my radar because I think they're going to find their footing. Um, and I just I really just wanted to share it with you. The song Low was bad. Um, but I really did like the song after Low, which I believe is there, there's Low and then there's an interview. And there's like an interlude. And then the truest blue yeah. is my standout of a song i I gave it i gave it a five yeah man i also gave this album a five i think it's a very solid album nothing on it blew me away but i didn't dislike any of it my usual complaint with bands like this is that i wish they were 10 or 15 percent heavier and that's not the case here there's plenty of heavy music on here and it's good it's just not very punchy like the album has a really nice flow to it and i like that they get a little more experimental as the album progresses but none, nothing on here elicited a strong reaction out of me, good or bad, or left me wanting more by the time I was done with it. But like you said, man, they're only one album into their fucking career, so we'll see where they go from here. I think that this is a great foundation to build from. Yeah, I think so too, and I think they're going to really uh, find their footing. In terms of hybridization, though, at least as it applies to the scene that I grew up in, it's a slippery slope, man. When Attack Attack came around, everyone liked the rave screamo metal clash. Like it was, they pulled it off in a way that did not age well, but was exciting at the time. But then it kind of turned into a very diluted thing of like, 
I See Stars, who, while I like a few of their songs, just it was a very watered down, heavily auto-tuned, drenched kind of mess. And it's not where hybridization should go. But on the flip side, we're 15, 20 years past that era of music. And now there's bands right. like Spirit Box out there that can do so much more than I ever thought a band would be able to do as one band. <laughs> and so I don't know, man. I feel like the only limits your creativity. If you can pull off the hybrid, go for it. But there's risks. For sure. I, that's the, This is really one of the only reasons why I threw this album on the podcast or the playlist because I really just wanted to have a conversation with you because I am seeing a lot of hybridization. You know, when you, I mean, can you name the biggest rock group in the world right now? The biggest Imagine Dragons? It's Imagine Dragons. Are they a rock group to you? No, they're pop rock. Right. I don't think that it's rock music. And so I think that people are seeing Imagine Dragons make a bunch of success and think, oh, well, they've hybridized. Maybe I need to do that. And I'm not saying Modern Era, if you're listening, I'm not saying that that happened with this album. Because, again, I did like this no, album no, as a standalone. A but I think, that, I, I think that there was this... I think that there's this push into genre blending and I don't think that it's fully necessary. I think you can genre blend and kind of push boundaries of genres without, um, without trying to become popular. Like uh 12 foot ninja does that very well. Spirit box does that very well. And those are still very much in a box of a genre. In a spirit box, if you will, if you will. Um, yeah, man, I, I liked this album. I didn't think it was bad. I my my standout. I don't know if I said was a vital sign. And, oh, you didn't. Uh, that might just be because it kind of had that throwback, very traditional song structure: verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, breakdown, chorus, end. Yep. Like, <laughs> I'm very familiar with that, and I like it. Absolutely, and they did it well. You're set um, your ways. Yes, I am happily so. All right, man. Well, thanks for throwing this on. We'll definitely see where they go from here. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to follow them. <laughs> All right, dude. Put your fucking metal fingers up because we got a new <laughs> fucking municipal waste album. Yeah, we did. Brain. Good God, man. Everything about this album just kicks ass. <laughs> like... After laying around my house for a week with COVID, I fucking needed a punch in the face to wake back up. And <laughs> let me tell you, man, this did just that. Hell yeah. It's nonstop thrash metal fun. It's the type of in-your-face songwriting that makes this genre so great. This is one of the first albums I've had to write my notes for wall headbanging because I just couldn't <laughs> stop, man. Like, oh man, this one just, it starts with the title track and just fucking rips from there. The vocals are aggressive. The solos are incredible. The songs are to the point. The transitions are seamless. Like I said, man, everything about this one just kicks ass. I gave it an eight out of 10. Either the title track or High Speed Steel were my favorites. That that transition from High Speed Steel into Thermonuclear Protection was maybe my favorite moment on the album. But I'm, I loved this, man. And the let's not forget about the cover art. Just incredible Amazing. fucking cover art. Amazing. Oh, man. I, I love this. I could go on all day. What are your thoughts on it, though? You said all the words, man. Classic thrash, modern release. Loved it. Uh, yep. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's it's all the way through. It's fucking great. Like there's no bad song. I also gave it an eight. Um, I gave uh, restless and wicked my, uh, my standout. I don't know why it just kind of, I just kept going back to it. Um, yeah. I, I, I like, I, I liked this album a lot. We had never talked about them leading up to this. And I didn't listen to any singles for this album because I don't really listen to them. Like I've always heard them and always like what I hear but I've never like followed them. And when I saw one, that it was going to be a slow week and two, that if we really wanted to, there's a lot of good rock coming out to cover potentially good rock. I threw it on our release radar and I am really glad I did because yeah, man. this one fucking kicks ass, man. I loved it. Yeah. This was, this was really good. Thanks for throwing it on, man. And, uh, I, uh, I, I also have never like dived into their music. Um, when I, when I listen to thrash, it's, it's, typically just Slayer and um, and Exodus um, just because I think they do it really well um, and they're not um, 
and they're just on the heavier side of things. But I really liked this. I think that there's a lot of elements of punk in this with uh, some of those drum beats, some of those bass lines. And uh, I think uh, I think I really, really enjoyed this one. So thanks for throwing it on, man. It was a good little... Next time you're cooking with your wife, you should throw this on and try and start a circle pit with just you and her. And <laughs> Bro, if we're cooking, we've got <laughs> knives in our hands and shit. I don't think that that's... Hey. <laughs> I've been in some circle pits. My <laughs> Surprisingly, the most dangerous circle pits I've ever been in are all at flogging Molly shows. So flogging Molly ones are can be dangerous. They're usually a lot of fun. I think the the best blend of dangerous and fun I was in was the casualties because hell yeah, like three weeks before they had started a riot in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> at one of their shows and so they did the whole like do the circle pit thing and then they like stopped so everyone would stop and they were like don't touch the sound tent do not touch the sound <laughs> tent. it was weird hearing punk guys like be like hey guys seriously don't do that <laughs> but man fucking love it all right you want to know what we're looking forward to next week yes Okay, man, we're going to be breaking down new music from Easy Life Benny, Killer Mike, Young Thug, Russ, Bring Me the Horizon, SG Lewis, and new albums from Brent Fiaz, Code of the Friend, Metric, and Viagra Boys. I don't know if you knew about a couple of those. Coda is Coda's dropping? an album. Yeah, I was Memo, just going to say. Memo the album is coming out this week. Okie dokie. <laughs> so yeah man a lot of names i'm really excited for as well as i'm sure a few surprises that we're gonna get man i'm pretty stoked a brent fiaz album is going to have me in a very dangerous mood all week so <laughs> be of that all anything right. you want to say before we get out of here buddy no everybody listening just don't forget to like follow and subscribe so you can uh listen along with us and uh know what we're talking about and then you can comment down below on the youtube video and tell us what you think about our uh ter probably terrible reviews yes thank you <laughs> all right everyone we'll see you next week peace peace